This is an ABC podcast. Oh my goodness. The first and the second day is always the worst for me. The pain is like I get cramps and my lower back is always, I had to lie down or walk around to ease the pain. Some women have very severe pains and they won't be able to even stand up and go to work. They'll be sleeping in bed. But as you know, a woman put up with a lot of pain. Yeah, they just think that it's normal. And like you just have to handle it. That's part of being a woman. That's who you are. That's what we are expected to go through in life. So, yeah, I think that is one of the main reasons why girls are not really seeking out help for period pain. Around 80% of women get period pain at some point in their lives. For some, it's just a day or two of stomach cramps, maybe some lower back pain or headache. Some don't even get the pains with every period. Our bodies are always changing, and so are our symptoms of menstruation. But because period pain is so common, is it harder for women to rest, take time off, or even seek treatment if it is too painful? And how do you know the difference between normal pain or something more serious? I'm Hilda Wayne. Sisters, let's talk about period pain. Normally, I drink green tea. I have friends from the Indian side of the family, so they told me to do that. When I get cramps and pain, they said, you drink green tea. If you don't have green tea, just take a warm bath. And that's what I've been doing. And yes, it works for me. Lucy Layla is a business development officer in Port Mosby. She doesn't mind talking about her period, even though it's a topic that still makes some people uncomfortable. The first time I was open about it was when I was in university. I had my first boyfriend. So my my boyfriend wanted to know what are my days so he can be prepared for it, which I didn't think he was going to ask me that question. And then he asked me what happens during that time. And I said, I get cramps. I get cranky, angry and all that. So don't talk to me if I'm going through that process. I just want to be left alone. So that's when I came out to openly talk about it. That's really great. And it's also great that he actually asked and is, is, you know, scaring too. I didn't even, I didn't even bring it up. When was the last period? Uh, Today is my fourth day into it now. I started on Monday. (laughs) Oh, talk about perfect timing. (laughs) I'm on it. Yes, I'm on it. (laughs) Uh, And how how has it been for you? Oh my goodness. The first and the second day is always the worst for me. Knowing what you have to deal with during a period, are you supportive of others who go through the same experience? Yeah, my sisters, for me, I get like one or two days. For my sisters, it's only one day, like the first day only. So I help her to talk to her in drinking a tea or getting a warm bath. I boil the water for her. I try to help. How important is it to talk openly about these things? Well, it's very important because some young girls like in their homes, it's, it's, a, it's like a taboo to them. They don't openly talk within their families, but... If they are made aware of these things, maybe they can prepare themselves better. 
I know it's only girls, but boys too and men as well need to know, you know, yeah. when the mother or the sisters. Some men, they they can't even talk about it. Like they said, in our PNG culture, we said coming from what a houseman or a clan that these things are, you, we don't talk about it. It's prohibited or it's a taboo. So they can't even speak about it. But I was surprised when I had my boyfriend, he was openly asking questions about it. Then I realized that, oh, well, maybe some men are different. Because she knows what to expect and the pain only hangs around for the first couple of days. She has found ways to manage. She's able to rest when she needs to. But that isn't the case for a lot of other women. Thankfully, I run my own business so I can take off work. But for women, I mean, if you want to keep your employee, then you have to understand them better. And if they're, if she's a woman and she's in that situation, just let her take the time off because then she will come back. She will understand that, okay, my boss understands me better. When she comes back, I'm sure she will give like 110% to the work that she's supposed to be doing because you understood her better. I've had a, a young lady. Sometimes it's to the extent that it's a, it's a little bit crippling for her, so she cannot a- attend work. Primrose Fomane is the youth nursing officer in charge of PNG Family Health Association. She came to us asking if we could like write her like a medical sick leave form. She was a little bit reluctant on having us indicate that it was because of like period cramping and all that. Basically because of our culture and, you know, period being like a taboo topic. So was she embarrassed or was it because she wouldn't be believed? It was uh, a little bit of both. Culture-wise, she was embarrassed for her boss to like to be aware of anything like relating to her period. Because probably, I just assumed that her boss was like a male. And also, she thought that she wouldn't be believed because um, really severe period cramping affect just like a minority of the females. For most females, they do experience cramping, but it's not that severe. But for like certain people, it is really severe. And sometimes because it does not affect like the majority, it can come off as like unbelievable that someone is experiencing period cramping that is really like to an extent that it's crippling. So how do you know the difference between normal period pain and the pain that's a symptom of a bigger problem? Two of the most common reasons why women present to our clinic is either pain or bleeding. Dr. Hilda Tanimir is an obstetrician in Port Mosby. Period pain is, for some girls and women, it's normal when the time comes or just a few days prior to the period. Some women have experienced a bit of period pains. Not as painful, but it just comes as a dull lower abdominal pain um, in the lower, lower part of the abdomen. But for some, it becomes very, very painful. And it, some of them experience the pain or tapili pain just before their periods, and then some continue after the period. So there's two types of pains. One becomes so excruciating that um, the women can't be able to stand the pain, and it's very debilitating. It affects their daily activities. So sometimes they don't work, they don't go to work, they don't do household chores because it's very painful. But for so many women, rest and a break from work or running the household 
just isn't an option. And in Papua New Guinea, like so many other countries, we don't have support systems in place that allow women to spend a few days each month in bed. So we just keep going. Some women don't even consider medical treatment as an option for period pain. Our women in Papua New Guinea are very resilient. I'll use the word resilient because they often think that this pain it can be tolerated. Mm. So although they, they don't they don't access the health facility until it's gone for some time and they're unable to cope with the pain, number one, or it's associated with not having a baby, not being able to fall pregnant. And then they start seeking help. We, when we further ask them, they, they admit that, yes, they've been experiencing a lot of pains with relation to their periods. What are some of the most likely causes of this? There's a lot, a whole range of reasons why women can present with chronic, this kind of pains. But the two most common ones that we've identified in our setting is having a pelvic infection, uh, which is an infection to either the tubes or the uterus or the ovaries. And then they have these very bad pains. And the second one is a condition called endometriosis, which is now becoming very common. Well, it's been here for a while, but... Women don't usually come. This time they're coming out and we're, we're diagnosing a lot more of this condition called endometriosis. You mentioned pelvic infection. What causes that? The common cause is from a sexually transmitted infection, meaning that they've had some kind of relation with a person who's had this infection. And the two most common organisms that cause it and they get treated for it is gonorrhea, which is the one that produces a lot of pain. And then they come and present to the clinic and they get treated for it. And they sometimes have a bit of pain when they're passing urine or go piece, piece. Or the other most common organism is an organism called chlamydia. Now, chlamydia is what we term as a silent killer. It doesn't manifest in pain, but it, it affects the tubes and the ovaries and women don't fall pregnant. But their pains come far later when something else triggers off the pain. It's sort of it comes and then we know that oh, it's probably this other organism. But the most that's the most common reason why these women have pains is because of a sexually transmitted infection. There's other reasons like we have a lot of tuberculosis, we have a lot of typhoid, appendicitis, and they might have pains from all these other, other reasons, but they're not as common as a pelvic infection from gonorrhea and chlamydia. Mm. And this is a topic, a sort of taboo topic for a lot of w women in our society. If a woman comes to you with period pain, what sort of questions would you need to ask her? You're right. It's a very sensitive topic and women will not volunteer information unless they're comfortable to volunteer the information out to a healthcare worker. So we try to be as respectful as we can to the woman so we gain her confidence so we we might probably ask questions that are starting with the number of children that they have the periods the menses the menstrual periods they experience is it regular or is it irregular and then we come with is your period painful is the pain associated and usually why have you come to the clinic and they'll tell us oh i feel a lot of pain pain in the lower abdomen. They won't say the lower abdomen, but, you know, in the pigeon way, they will tell us that it's in this particular area mm. and they're worried. 
So we and they usually tell us that oh I've been trying to fall pregnant for a while and I can't have a baby. That's usually what they tell us. And then we we further question: Have you had this problem? Have you had some pains with your period? Is the pain before the period starts or does it occur after the period ends? And then we ask them a bit of the sexual history. Some women will be a bit reticent to give us the information, but we try and at least get we we explain to them this is the reason why I'm going to ask some very sensitive questions because I. Want to find out whether you have a condition that we can be able to help you with, or a condition that is a chronic condition that we might not have enough resources to help you with. Hmm. Apart from the actual pain, how debilitating or how does period pain impact on uh, women going back to work or even in education? Oh, some women have very severe pains, and they won't be able to even stand up and go to work they'll be sleeping in bed for some women it's more painful when they want to go to the toilet and they want to pass urine or they want to defecate it's quite painful for them and they'll be sweating and they'll be feeling very sick and they don't um they can't even do small household chores like sweeping the floor or attending to their children because it's very painful but as as you know a woman put up with a lot of pain and a lot of these things they they just put up with it and come out and do a bit of work and then they go back to rest and if it's it, it sometimes they can't be able to even walk out of the house because it's just too painful for them yeah mm. you sound like someone who really can put a woman you know in such a situation at ease when they come to you for help is is it a relief for them to talk about it yeah well most of the women they sometimes there are things that they um they tell us about their lives that we 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 try not to be too judgmental on how they've come and what they've experienced at home some have come with violence as well because of gender based violence and they have issues at home with their husbands that they're not able to freely speak to to a friend and so um, knowing that the health worker is here to help them they'll 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 tell us about it and um most of these women uh we've had a bit of difficulty with some not all let's say 90% of the women or 95% of the women will give us information a few who have other issues related will need to be sensitized and we keep on talking to them and they'll they'll give us the information so it's not as easy i i sound very um probably i sound very relaxing and it's easy for them to volunteer the information but it's not that easy um sometimes it takes a few more visits to the mm. doctor and slowly the the stories come out and often they come with their partners which is sometimes so some of them come with their partners yes which is a really interesting Yeah, mantus I come now and we talk to them because they you know there's a bit of there's a bit of fight in the home because oh I can't have a child and I'm having these pains and the husband is blaming the wife and the you know the wife comes in tears and she says my husband is outside now you're telling me all this information you know me go kiss him one blow me come and they bring the husbands over and I've talked to a few couples who and then I've you know I've had to do a bit of counseling on the side to explain to the husbands what we think is wrong with her with the wife and there's a bit of understanding when they go out um of our clinic so we try to do that to enable the women to be a bit more you know embolisi lo tok tok lo mipla otherwise they won't open up and tell us what's wrong with them and how can we help them further mm. yeah 
and really like the point here also is that you know because of their roles in the house and so forth the husband really needs to know that she really actually needs help and that's really important Exactly. You're right, Hilda. And I, I sympathize with that woman. You know, we have so many competing responsibilities. You mean, whether cook, whether chauffeur, we're everything. And yeah, but some husbands are very understanding. Let me let me vote for the men as well. Some of them are very, very understanding. <laughs> yeah. They'll come in, you know, they're, they're here because they're worried about their wives too. So after they find out, we, we do a bit of talking and the husbands understand. There is some understanding and they smile despite all the pain and probably they've not had a child in the last couple of years. <laughs> they, they try, we try to track some balance in between yes. um, in there. That's also the good men out there. Yes, the good men. <laughs> One treatment for severe period pain is hormonal contraception. That's the birth control pill, implant or injection. So they can take the pills and the pills will prevent them from ovulating, meaning that So when they take the birth control pills, it can help them to prevent them to have a, a period. And that's why they don't feel the pain because the pains are usually associated with a period. Um, the injection, we just call him depot or the implant. We've, we've got implants here now in Papua New Guinea. So if we put it in and they don't see a period and prevent hemologic pain. While not everyone is comfortable using birth control, whether it's for religious reasons or because they want to get pregnant, Dr. Hilda Tanimia is a strong advocate for the medication. Birth control pills is good for so many reasons. Yes, there are some people who are against hormonal methods of contraceptive and they want to offer the natural methods. But the hormonal contraceptive methods is very good as a means of treating the pains from endometriosis. Um, and it prevents a woman from, even for pelvic infection, it's very good to take family planning because if you have a pelvic infection, you're most likely to have a, a serious life-threatening condition called an ectopic pregnancy. An ectopic pregnancy is when the pregnancy happens outside of the, of the uterus. And it can be in the tube because the tubes are damaged from an infection. So if you take family planning, you reduce your risk of having a, a bad outcome if you fall pregnant. With regards to endometriosis, the other most common cause of the pelvic pain, using the hormonal contraceptive methods is a method that we use to treat the pelvic pain. We actually tell the women that it's because some of them think that, oh, it's family planning, nami plan, or like you see. But it's actually used to treat the pelvic pain. So it's you're killing two birds with one stone. Mm. So you're taking it for the period pain. And if you're not able to look after a baby, it's a good way of stopping you to have a baby that you might not be able to look after. Dr. Tanimia says the options for women in Papua New Guinea are limited. However, the period pain caused by STIs can be prevented through safe sex. Basic things that we can do in Papua New Guinea as a matter of awareness. Stick to one partner. And if that one partner is is not suitable for a new and you find him not a Mary, use a condom and then stick to that other partner that you're you're going to go and spend your life with. And I think that's one of the ways we can prevent a sexually transmitted infection. With regards to endometriosis, it's a, it's a problem that 
mi playet mi plagat limited um, capabilities to dealing with it and mm. so we usually give some kind of medication just to stop them that the medications we use some women think it's for family planning we take into account their fertility and mi plasa provide him marasin we mi plasa give family planning yeah that's the one we also give for endometriosis and that's not for family planning it's to treat the endometriosis which is a common problem that causes the pelvic pain so Those are the things we have that's within our capabilities in Papua New Guinea. Some women because the pain is too unbearable they ask us for an operation. We can offer an operation. It's usually a very big operation, but we do op- offer that one in some of the settings here in Papua New Guinea. Wow. Um yeah, so that's all we can offer. We can't offer much, but we're hoping that as time goes on and we can be able to increase our capacity to offer some more kind of other treatment modalities we can be able to expand those things mm. the key message from obstetricians like dr tanemia is if you're in severe pain even if you think it's normal and it's the same every month you should get it checked if it's quite severe you need to see a health worker to establish what the cause of a severe pain is and to get it sorted out earlier on because we see women who come really sick because of an infection they come in very very sick and we've had a few we've had one that has just passed away recently and it's because they've had this pain and they don't present initially to the clinic and they get really really sick with a what is called an abscess or some boil yeah but it's in the pelvis oh, okay. and they can get oh. really really sick from that yeah and then we find out some more oh, she's had this problem for a while but they're not so come low how sick so if you feel pain come to the hospital and see a health worker if that health worker cannot help you ask see another health worker mm. so what about period pain that isn't caused by condition like endometriosis or a pelvic infection. For a lot of women, even if they are a picture of perfect health, period pain can still be debilitating every single month. How can this normal pain be helped? Let's hear from Ness Primrose for money again. Primrose, maybe you can share from your experience if you'd like to. Uh what is it like to experience period pain from your own experience? I uh, I do not have really severe cramping. It varies from like each cycle, from cycle to cycle, because like as women, our bodies do not stay the same. We change as time goes on. So um, for me, I still go to work as usual, as normal, and there there is only one time that I had to take um, painkiller for the period cramping. It wasn't really that bad, but I just didn't want to feel the cramp anymore, so I just had to take a painkiller. Both Primrose and Dr. Tanemia suggested over-the-counter painkillers like paracetamol as a simple treatment for getting through the day or two of cramps. And reducing the pain can make a big difference. It affects your concentration at work if you are at work. It affects basically your whole mood for the day and <clears throat> all that. So when you're experiencing cramping and you're at work you may not be as productive as you hope to be because you you will be your your focus and your concentration is like constantly interrupted by the cramps that that you feel yeah so like if you want um to be more productive then you can probably just take like a day off and then when you feel much better you come back to work but sadly that is not 
the case most times. You just have to work through it. Mm. What stops women and girls, particularly adolescents, from wanting to talk about period pain? Well, basically, they they think it's it's it is a normal part of being a woman. So they they tend to accept that period cramping and period pain is a part of like menstruation. So they tend to see it as it's just normal. So they do not really pay much attention or they're not really that concerned about the period pains. But they are once it becomes so severe that they cannot handle, they actually seek help with that. But for most of the girls that do not seek help, they just like have this um tendency of just you just have to handle it that's part of being a woman that's who you are that's what we are expected to go through in life so yeah i think that is one of the main reasons why girls are not really seeking out help for period pain and are not speaking on it is that kind of message coming yeah. from the mothers and aunties and in the family setting where they grow up in yes most likely when we have like girls talk or like from talking with their aunties and moms and all that yeah that is what i would believe most older women are telling the younger women who are experiencing period pains and all that how can we improve the way we talk openly about period pain it is not a widely discussed topic it's just now coming to light about like that period pain is actually an issue there really has to be like an advocacy and like awareness on that also like in in health setting and all that like for the fertility clinics or clinics especially dealing with like sexual reproductive health and women's health and all that yeah they also need to make an awareness to the young ladies or experiencing problems with their like period um irregular menstruation and all that to tell them to seek help when they experience really like severe crippling period pain and if girls learn from a young age that they don't have to put up with this how would mm-hmm. that improve the rest of their lives if they learn from a really young age that like they don't have to put up with period pain period pain is actually an issue they they would not be reluctant on speaking or standing up for themselves especially if they have to take off work because of period pain they would be more comfortable around the topic because that's what we've seen like if you you learn something from a young age you tend to be comfortable around the topic so yeah they would be more comfortable around the topic of period pain and if they are if they actually get to experience that they can actually like fight for them to be understood and for them to be catered for whether in school or in like a place of employment so if you one of the many women between 70 and 85% who has to deal with period pain every month don't just put up with it rest if you can Have a warm bath or use a hot water bottle. Green tea might work for you like it works for Lucy Layla, but also painkillers can help too. And if the pain is severe, don't assume it's the same for all women. Speak to a nurse or doctor and find out what is causing that pain. Thanks to all my guests, Lucy Primrose and Dr. Hilda Tanimia. Let's all start being more open about menstruation. 
talking about the pain and even letting boys and men know that periods are not taboo. Thank you so much for joining me, Hilda Wayne, for Sisters Let's Talk on ABC Radio Australia, a weekly show by Pacific Islands Women for Pacific Islands Women, where we get together to talk about the issues that are important to us. If you've missed an episode of this show, catch up on our podcast. You can listen on the ABC Pacific website or on your favorite podcast app. If you've got a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message anytime at the ABC Pacific Facebook page or email sisters at abc.net.au. That is S-I-S-T-A-S at abc.net.au. Next time on Sisters Let's Talk, what does your grandmother mean to you? They are the carriers of our culture. So what happens if we grow up without them? So our role as grandmothers are very vital and very important because we, I think we hold that steadiness and like a safety haven for all those little ones. That's next time on Sisters Let's Talk. Sisters Let's Talk is an ABC Radio Australia production presented by me, Hilda Wayne. Our producer is Alice Matthews, supervising producer is Kim Lester, and Faleanga Fulu, Inga Stunsna, is our executive producer. Sisters Let's Talk is created on Wiradjuri, Nanawal, Nambri, Yagara, Turbul, and Darunbul country. And we pay our respects to elders past and present. Emtasol na bungyum you next time.